So as an educator, we have had students in our classes from time to time who have special needs. And often with those students comes an individual education plan or an IEP. I wonder, because for me, the answer was not that often, I wonder how often you engage in conversation with the student in the IEP about the accommodations for them. Like I said, it wasn't something that I had done that often. But when Kalina shared how having those conversations and monthly check-ins with her educators and her teachers would have helped her in accessing her education, it got me thinking that these documents are not just a piece of paper with rules and requirements that I need to follow. It's a living agreement between me, the educator, me, the educator, and the student that needs these accommodations to access their education. I learned a lot from Kalina, and I hope you listen to Kalina's advice and think about how her experience could apply to the students that are in your classrooms. Education Unimagined, where give students an opportunity to share their voice in a system where often their voice is unheard. I ask them to share their experience and advice on how we can improve the experience for everyone. I want to thank you, Kalina, for joining me today on my podcast, Education Unimagined. I am excited to learn about your experience in school and some of the struggles and successes you had. Why don't you start by sharing who you are and what we need to know about you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I love talking about education. I am a deaf life coach for young entrepreneurs and also for those who have a disability. I know a lot of people ask me if I can assist them, even though they don't have a disability, which is fine. I, however, my age group age 15 to 35 years old. I am a speaker, and as well, I'm an author. My book is called Every Day I Am Just That. I will make sure that we put your contact information into the show notes and a link to your book as well. Tell me about your experience as a a student with deafness. It was a struggle. There was a lack of education in terms of spreading the awareness about the deaf community and also the disability teachers are not aware how to accommodate me. I remember I was actually split into two schools. I went to the deaf school in the morning and the afternoon I went to the hearing school. The reason for that is because my family wanted me to learn how to communicate with two communities. When I went to the hearing school, I noticed a lot of big changes within the teacher. So first I noticed that the teacher were not acceptable. Two, teachers were not aware of my surrounding, especially background noise. They're not aware that they're calling me from a distance. Do you have to come to me and be like, Kalina, I'm calling you. And a lot of teachers were not aware. They did not bother doing that. I felt behind. I was not up to date because I would miss a lot of things in class. I had a microphone for all my teachers. And the teachers felt uncomfortable to wear it. That was something that I have to convince them to wear as a young girl who is deaf. And it was tiring because I have to consistently be advocating 
the teachers, I need you to wear this. I can't hear you without it. And so it was definitely a struggle a lot in the hearing community. It did get better when I got into high school because I feel like the teachers were trying to prepare us the real world more than the middle school and elementary school. I wonder how we might have facilitated the reminder for the teacher so that it didn't fall on your shoulders all the time, making sure to remind the teacher, yes, it's because I need it, but why is it my responsibility to remind the teacher? So I'm curious, do you have ideas on how it might have been facilitated better? Yes, it would have been facilitated better if the teachers would came in together for IEP meetings once a month to do a follow-up seeing how students are doing. I like the idea of having a monthly check-in, having you be part of that conversation to share honestly with me about how it's going, what I might do to improve, and what things I'm doing that I'm doing well. That would have been a really outstanding method. And maybe it wouldn't have to be a formal meeting, but having that communication with you, Kalina, to say, hey, how am I doing? For you to respond and say, I would appreciate it if you had your microphone on before I got into class so that as I come into class and you're talking, I don't have to interrupt or remind you as you're already getting into class, maybe a reminder on your phone to remind you that I'm coming or if there's another strategy that you could use to give that feedback to say, I appreciate the efforts that you're making, but here is something that is problematic for me. If we're having those meetings monthly, then it's more proactive. That's probably one of the major issues is that if you're going to remind me when I've already started class, I'm going to get defensive and then you're not going to share that I haven't remembered. And then so we just get into that pattern of who breaks first? What were some of the things that helped you when you were in school? For me, honestly, but when activities. So I noticed that we do circle game, we do a lot of face-to-face things. That's really helpful. Instead of, for example, if we were doing basketball, basketball is chaotic. Too much going on. So that was something really helpful that a lot of the teachers did less background noise activities and do more where I can see everybody in front of me so that way I'm not looking everywhere. Teachers were able to provide me handouts so that way I'm following the classroom because I know when teachers are turning around and writing on the chalkboard, I am a lip reader. So I have to face you in order to have a full conversation. So that definitely helped me in school when I have something in hand with me and also guide me through before class time, like, hey, Kalina, did the handout for today's class? Or even follow up at the end of class. Hey, Kalina, is there anything I can help you with? We can meet after school to talk over through what you missed. I had a chemistry teacher. She actually did that for me. She was the first teacher that ever cared so much to make sure I understand the curriculum. That's so wonderful. I love chemistry teachers. That's what my background is in chemistry. (laughs) What were some of the things in a classroom setting that were most problematic background noise challenges for you? Uh, the PA system was something that a lot of teachers need to keep in mind. Do not overtalk the PA system. <laughs> Sometimes teachers will t- continue talking. Wait, there's too many noise coming, so it doesn't work that way. That is my number one. <laughs> number two, just make sure you tell the students in the chair too much because of the sound at the bottom of the, the ground. That hurts so much. If they have a ball for the under the chair to help it prevent the noise for me, because again, 
with students, we're moving around. You can't force the students to sit still. What about when we would do group activities or labs? How did you navigate those environments when kids were all talking in a group? My chemistry teacher, she had a handout to make sure everybody's following step by step. So that was helpful for us to understand and to know what needs to be happening so that way there's no accident because I'm able to pick my friends I can rely on them to help me and so that they can communicate with me if you are a teacher who wants to pick random groups just make sure that whoever the student is in the group with is able someone that able could provide support with them knowing that you may be around in the classroom those are great ideas talk about how you persevered and drove yourself and developed your success to be where you are right now. How did you get to being this successful entrepreneur who is helping others navigate these challenges in their lives? I find the right support system. When I was growing up, I had difficulty finding the right friend and trying to fit in. I think we all have that. And I was that type of girl. I wanted to fit in so bad. I'm grateful for my family. My family is my support system. They never let go of me at all until the day honestly i'm only 25 my family still hold me on once you have that very strong bond within your family and your support system it will help you go farther in life you just never know sometimes it takes that one person to believe in you to move forward in life and a lot of times we struggle with that even if we don't have that person to believe in, you just have to believe in yourself and that was something i had to learn the hard way was continue believing myself even though the teacher did not believe me or there's a very few teachers that did it but i continue believing myself continue telling myself that it's okay to have a bad day and i feel like it's most important you just really have a positive self-talk i would wholeheartedly agree that self-talk is the make or break <laughs> deciding factor on success. And so have you always been able to have positive self-talk? I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's not easy. Okay. It's not easy. It takes time. It took me a while to develop that positive self-talk, especially getting older. Now I'm thinking back. I allowed that one teacher get into my head. Why did I do that? But once you look back, you're going to be proud of yourself. And that is something that I always have to learn and say this might meant to happen in life for you to grow and for you to learn about who you are more often than not there is a teacher who had a really positive impact on us and there's also a teacher hopefully just one who had a really negative impact on us i saw in your memory coming back for you we as teachers we have such power and for you to acknowledge that somebody had that much power and impacted you, and in this case, in a negative way, it makes me want to remind educators that we don't have to be perfect, but we do have to acknowledge when we've hurt and impacted somebody else negatively. I would love for you to share what it was like to think about that teacher and how maybe you overcame the belief that may have come from that experience with that teacher. I'm getting goosebumps. Every time I look back at school, I'm like, Ugh. So I had one teacher. She didn't believe in me. And she was my guiding counselor. That's what screwed me up. Because a guiding counselor, they're supposed to guide you. They're supposed to support you. And that woman, she really did screw me up big time. I was hurt. She made me broke that self-esteem I had within myself. I felt like I was not worth graduating on time. I was not worth applying for post-secondary. 
she asked, she forgot to put my grades in for college and university. And I didn't get accepted. That broke me. Wow. Had me thinking, not looking back. Maybe she meant to hurt me. But maybe this was a lesson for me to learn and realize that not everybody's going to believe in your dream. You have to fight for your dream. To think about how one tiny mistake whether it was intended or not, change the course of your life. When we think about not believing in a kid or making a decision about somebody because they did this behavior in our class and we decided this is who that person is, how much of a ripple effect that that can have. Just think about the teacher or the teachers who positively influenced you and the negatively influenced you. You carry that. Right, Kalina, how long had you carried that feeling of self-doubt and not good enough because this one person made a mistake? What an immediate and consequential impact it had on you. To be honest, I was really devastated because I thought I was not good enough. And no kid should question if they're not good enough. They're the future. Let's say you can go back, give some advice to your peers who you were with in the school. What advice would you have given to those peers if you could go back and talk to them right now? I would say that not every teacher will believe in you, but do not let that one teacher impact your mindset. Doesn't mean everybody else is not going to. Sometimes we're too focused on that one person because that one impact instantly thinking negative. We don't realize how powerful we are. You don't realize how much more support system you have versus that one person. Do not let that one negative person get into your head. When you look back like I did, I was happy and grateful that I did not allow that one person to interfere with my mindset. How about interacting with a student with deafness? Is there any advice that you would give to peers about that? Do not be afraid to ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask them, how do I communicate with you? Always face the deaf person. If you're calling their name, always tap them on their shoulder so that you can get their attention. Please do not tap roughly on the shoulder. Be mindful. Some deaf people are very different when it comes to telephone. So always ask them, hey, do you prefer texting or would you have to do FaceTime? I highly recommend to do FaceTime because it's face-to-face. They can see your lip reading instead of telephone. I do appreciate you saying not to tap aggressively because I think that people often assume that if I can't get your attention verbally, I have to aggressively let you know (laughs) I'm trying to get your attention. I know we've talked a lot about teachers, but specifically, what would you encourage teachers to do in terms of thinking about you as a person and a member of a large class? I would be cautious. how many students you have and number two if you're in a large classroom do not assume that you can just have a special seat for a deaf person please do not do that i noticed a teacher i think we were in a gym she literally said can you know you're sitting right there and i said what why do i have that seat i don't want to sit there she put me in an uncomfortable situation why are we going to put me in the front oh it's a big classroom so you can hear me so you can face to face me i'm right in front of you that's shouting in my I don't need to be right in front of you. Always ask the person, 
hey, are you comfortable sitting at the front seat? Have that one-on-one conversation. And also, it's very important to build that relationship. I feel like a lot of teachers don't take their time to know their students. It's always so interesting to me that the accommodations that we give to students with disabilities are just good advice for all students in general. So like a handout using different forms of communication building a relationship, really good advice. I thought it was interesting that you mentioned seating because in the individual education plan as an IEP, if it says preferential seating, it doesn't say front row seating. It says preferential seating. I may assume I know what your preferential seating is, but if I don't ask you, then I don't know. That's really valuable advice because I would assume you need to be in the front row If I don't know and I don't ask, then I'm preventing you from being in the best place. The simpleness of just engaging and asking, where is the seat that you would prefer? I don't think you would choose to sit in the back row because you know that that would not be preferential to you. And I think oftentimes as teachers, we assume that if we give kids the choice, they're going to make the bad choice according to us. Exactly. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Remember, you're here for a reason. You have one life to live. Live your life to the fullest because you never know when tomorrow comes. And believe me, tomorrow can be anything. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me, Kalina. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. A startling 90% of teenagers don't see themselves as leaders. Let that sink in. 90%. This prevents them from reaching their full potential. It negatively impacts their growth as an individual, and it creates high levels of anxiety and depression. It took me 47 years to understand my own value, and I know you don't want this to be the case with your child, your students, the people in your life, and I'd like to help make sure it isn't. If you want your children, your students, the people in your life to wake up every day knowing how to own their inner leader and get comfortable breaking out of their shell to do amazing things in their life, have them join my upcoming webinar. You can find it at Peers Not Fears. In 30 minutes, those who attend are clear on their value as a leader. They are confident on how to lead from that place and they are excited about what their next steps in life are. It's free to join this webinar. If you search Peers Not Beers, you will come across my Leadership Academy. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast Unimagined for all the amazing upcoming interviews that I have on the slate. The theme music for this podcast Unimagined was written and produced by another fellow educator, Keith McClendon.